Right now, it's time for some student phenology. As many of you are aware, this is the opportunity we give to students to uh, participate in phenology, and uh, many schools across the state have done so. Uh, Funding for student phenology is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. And this morning, we're going to start off with a report from Roots and Wings Forest School. Leona Sitchi is the teacher. This is Finley. This is Kip. This is George. This is Rose. This is Hazel. This is Timmy reporting from Roots and Wings Forest School in Newark Mills. I saw some deer tracks carved into the ice. I think it was slushy ice and then it froze in the night. There's also lots of little snow speckles, looks like frost, on the ice and snow. We saw some pee <laughs> when we were walking in the woods. I think it was a deer because the tracks were there. We heard a hairy woodpecker. We ideated it with the Merlin app. I was coming back to get a sled, and I heard the hairy woodpecker. It was still hanging out. We found cattails by a creek, and we opened them, and then we could, like, swirl them around and throw them, and it would leave a trail of seeds. It's kind of like a sparkler if you want to. Try it. It's been really cold this week. The snow report today is probably two and a half inches. Thanks for listening. Stay wild. <laughs> oh, that one little laugh. That was that was a keeper. I, I would have that. That would be. <laughs> I think that should be what you get when you go to my, I don't have voicemail, but that's what I would have. (laughs) Just that laugh right there. We'll maybe have to replay that one later this morning. I think so. (laughs) There were some great, I I always marvel at the kids and, and their, and their language because I love language myself. And uh, I saw some deer tracks carved into the ice. I love that. That's just a, it's just a, it's so expressive. It's very, very nice. And we found cattails by the creek, and we opened them, and then we could swirl around and throw them, and they would leave a trail of seeds, kind of like a sparkler. You, If you want to, try it. I agree, you know, spread a few cattail seeds. Nature will be doing that. Does it kind of all along through the winter, but truly it is March when I finally see lots and lots of cattail seeds blowing about. The interesting thing about cattails is that the seed is on the outside. It's not protected on the inside. It The seed is out and the fluff is in, which is a, a bit backwards. Not backwards. It's just the opposite of many of the other uh, flowering plants that have seeds. So thank you for that great report. And I always look forward to hearing from the kids at Roots and Wings. Our next report comes from Eagle View Elementary, and Deanna Trottier is the teacher there. We are here to give the phonology report from Eagle View Elementary for the week of January 15th through 22nd. It was cold for most of the week, with low temperatures of 15 degrees below in the morning, and not getting much above zero during the the day. 
Our classes spent some time thinking about how we should dress to stay warmer in cold weather. We also learned it is much warmer when we were sheltered from the wind, so we spent our time close to trees. During the colder weather, we have been filling the bird feeders every other day. There have been lots of chickadees, nuthatches, blue jays, downy and pileated woodpeckers at the feeders. We spotted two bald eagles circling around. When we step outside, it looks like there aren't many living things until we start to look a little closer. We found a lot of deer tracks, wool tunnels through the snow, rabbit tracks, and even little chickadee tracks in the snow. We are trying to figure out what they are finding to eat in the middle of winter. This is Carson and Nina reporting from Pequot Lakes. Thanks, Thanks Snow. <laughs> Carson, Nina, nice job. Great report. Lots of good things there. I like the fact that, you know, uh, we're outside and and just like me, they're like, eh, it's kind of cold here in the wind. I think I'll go over there and stand behind those trees. And it's, uh, it's a, a quick lesson and one that you learn and uh, hopefully don't have to uh, uh, abridge that lesson, uh, lesson by, by forcing yourself to be outside in the strong winds. So... Take your time, find a nice quiet spot and get out of the wind and have a a nice visit outside and do like they did. Look around, start to look a little closer. Deer tracks, vole tunnels, rabbit tracks, even little chickadee tracks. So lots of activity out there. You just got to get out and look a little bit for it. Our next report comes from Long Lake Conservation Center and... This report is from the Trek North School in Bemidji. Hello, I am Andy and I'm from Trek North in Bemidji. During a trip to Long Lake Conservation Center on January 17th through 19th, the temperature was a season low of minus 15 degrees Fahrenheit and reached a high of 7 above zero. One of the highlights was finding a deer shed on a snowshoe adventure. We also got up and close and personal with a porcupine that may or may not have been dill prickles. We spotted him near the compost pile. He scurried away to safety in a culvert. The reason we suspected it might have not been dill was that it appeared to be a bit smaller and was more skittish around people than normal. Whether it was dill or not, it was still fun to see a porcupine. Later though, we did see dill in a tree next to the dining hall. Our group found a coyote in mouse tracks or bull tracks in the snow. A group of black-capped chickadees and white-breasted nuthatches were singing loudly together. It seemed they were chatting in the winter. Chickadees and nuthatches often traveled together in search of food. The singing was definitely different from their normal songs. We saw a pilted woodpeckers flying and a red-headed woodpecker, a flock of snow buntings and frost-covered deer were spotted in the area by Long Lake staff. A little cold air didn't stop us from exploring nature and we want to remind everyone to unplug, get outside and live connected. And uh, a little side note from uh, Dave McMillan, the manager at Long Lake, said that uh, Dill Prickles saga continues. We are now pretty certain that Dill is living under the sugar shack. An interloping porcupine lives in the woods on the other side of campus and may or may not be living in a culvert. Two campus porcupines. Perhaps it's too early to tell, but it is true. We'll name it Chewbacca. Trademark pending. Uh... 
You know, this is the time of year when uh, porcupines get together and and uh, mate. Otherwise, they're solitary animals. You never see two porcupines in the same area except for once a year when they're mating. And then once that's done, the male di- dis- disappears. The female does all of the rearing of the young. So, And it's only a single baby in most cases. So uh, who knows? Maybe one of those two will be a... Uh, a mother come fall. I like we'll see. Dill prickles and Chewbarka. Oh, Chewbarka! Thank yeah, you. Oh, like there it is. That's pretty good. Chewbarka. They Chewbarka's are, good too. Yeah, they they do a good job there. We will have a continuation of the student reports coming up later this morning. We're going to go back to the children's. Uh, Phenology reports, and we're going back to North Shore Community School in Duluth, and we will have a report from them. First, a reminder that uh, these four, these reports, this whole phenology program is funded in part by... Provided in part by the funding is provided in part by the Minnesota Environment and Natural Resources Trust Fund. And as I said, this is the North Shore Community Schools report. Hello from the North Shore Community School on the North Shore of Lake Superior. This is the phonology report for the week of January 13, 2024. My name is Eloise and I'm your phonologist for this week. Teak and John were recording the temperature for the NSCS morning announcements this week, and the temperatures each day at 8 a.m. were negative 11 degrees on Tuesday, negative 10 degrees on Wednesday, negative 14 degrees on Thursday, and negative 9 degrees on Friday. Due to the cold temperatures, the wind and the wind, we had indoor recess on Tuesday. Last week, we had 8 inches of snow on our school field, and this week we measured only 6 inches of snow in the same area. We believe, even though we had a few days of dusting snowfall, that this reduction of snow is caused by the weight of snow compacting as it sits on the ground. In 1969, we had a record snowfall in the month of January, and we had a total of 46.8 inches. On Monday the 15th, Eloise saw multiple funnels made of sea smoke, which are also known as winter water spouts. This natural phenomenon occurs when there is an average of 50 degree contrast between the air and water temperature. This difference in temperature causes steam to emit off the lake. Spinning air will cause the sea smoke to rotate, forming a winter water spell. On Thursday, January 18th, Sawyer and Nolan went out to the school creek to measure the temperature. There was a solid covering of ice, and Sawyer had to break through it to get to the water. The thermometer didn't read any temperature above 20 degrees Fahrenheit, although it should have been higher than 32 degrees. One possible reason for the lower-than-expected temperature reading could be because the water was mostly icy slush where the reading took place. Sater saw a few chickadees, a woodpecker, and a raven on Thursday, January 18th. On Wednesday, the 17th, Miss Urban saw a black-billed magpie, which are rare in these parts. On Thursday, Miss Rose's class went out for a phonology walk, and Addie C. found bobcat prints that went from around Shelter 2 and then back into the woods. Sanders saw two sets of deer tracks in different locations in the school forest where we had not seen tracks before. On January 17th, we had the first quarter moon. The first quarter moon rises at about midday and sets around midnight. It's also called a half moon because the sun rays illuminate about 50% of the moon's surface. This concludes the phonology report. Have a great day and be observant. 
Thank you, Eloise. Nice report. I love the part about the uh, sea, sea fog or sea, uh, sea smoke. And uh, I got a nice email from Carol Hepikoski, who lives in Duluth now. And uh, she said that, uh, and I, I'm going to read the email here. Uh, shipping season has now ended, and I've been watching the ice on Lake Superior come and go and come and go over the past week. It's not like my experience on smaller lakes, where the ice forms first along the shore and spreads toward the center. Here I noticed large swaths of ice out in the center, although sometimes it was hard to distinguish what was ice and what was sea smoke. Very often I would see what I thought was ice in the morning, and then it would disappear as the day progressed. I think sometimes it was lake smoke and sometimes flows of ice. Toward the end of the week, it was clear that there was a lot of ice closer to the harbor and out in the midst of the lake from where I live. But along this stretch of shore, there was open water and small chunks of ice would float by on the currents. It seemed that these are called ice cakes or pancakes or small flows, circular pods of floating ice, sometimes with rims of snow or ice shaped by bumping into each other. They might be two feet or less in area or perhaps as large as 15 feet. To me, it looks like some of them were sheets that had broken off from larger flows. A couple of mornings, I could not see no open water, and I thought that this part of the lake would finally be frozen. But no, the wind came up, and has blown in warmer temperatures, and today there has been very little ice that I could see until this evening when again the ice cakes came floating by. I have no idea what tomorrow might bring, and I'm giving up guessing on how or when this part of Lake Superior will freeze over this winter. I think it will, but we will see. Thank you, Carol, for that lovely account of the uh, ice on Lake Superior. That pancake ice is something I've not seen uh, with my eyes, but I have seen photographs of it. And uh, if you have read uh, the book South or uh, Shackleton's Adventures in Antarctica, some of the pictures that were taken uh, by the photographer who accompanied Shackleton show this ice, and it does look like pancakes. It, these, these large flows sort of bounce around and turn, and they bump their edges, and they look kind of like these circular, like, Think of a giant lily pad with the edges kind of folded up. Quite beautiful. Our next student report comes from Apple Blossom School in Bemidji. This is Apple Blossom reporting for January 17th. We measured the snow on Lake Irving and there is about 5.5 inches. There was one layer of about half an inch of crusty, crunchy snow... Under that was fluffy, grainy snow. The bottom of the layer next to the ice was slush. We identified the tracks of deer, rabbit, and a rodent of some sort. The temperature has been quite cold this week, reaching below zero. We've been seeing blue jay, chickadee, nuthatches, dark-eyed juncos, and a male goldfinch. Deer have been spotted near the road, along with gray squirrels. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you. Nice report. I like the uh, measuring of the snow and how they sort of analyzed the column. Five and a half inches, and we heard from the folks over at uh, at Roots and Wings, and they had like seven inches that 
sort of settled. And the same was true for the uh, kids over at uh, at the uh, North Shore Community School. Also, they said eight, and it settled, even though there was additional snow, it settled to around six. So you can see what's happening to our snow cover. It does, it does settle. It does compact. So you can check that out yourselves. Our final report this week comes from Lake of the Woods School in Badette. Andrew Pearson is the teacher there. This is Ivana with the phonology report from Bodette for January 13th through 18th. On Saturday, Melody took advantage of the cool, crisp night sky to spy on Orion's belt. In the southwestern sky on Sunday night, a deer in distress was reported crossing a local highway. Some students speculated that maybe it had been chased by a wolf. Finally, we had multiple reports of gray squirrels overrunning the bird feeders in town. Thank you, Ivana. Nice report. Uh, the deer in distress might have, yeah, it might have been chased by a wolf. It might have just, you know, been, it certainly wouldn't be tired walking through this snow. This is pretty easy. This is an easy winter for deer. Uh, they haven't had really, really, really cold temperatures outside of last week, which probably got to maybe minus 20, even in Bedette. And uh, so it's been been a pretty easy winter for for deer, and I wouldn't be surprised at all if the deer population responds by uh, bouncing back with a healthy dose of uh, young deer this spring, because uh, when the females uh, have a good winter like this, an easy winter without a lot of uh, struggle to get food, they they can produce twins and triplets very easily and quickly bring the number of deer back from uh, from what has been a couple of tough winters in a row. Uh, the weather has been, uh, you know, last winter and the winter previous to last winter, both of those winters were cold and snowy and a tough, tough winter for deer. This one, this is a this is a cakewalk for deer. This is really, really easy. And the multiple gray squirrels overrunning the bird feeders in town. Gray squirrels are interesting. They they tolerate one another because they sort of exploit the same food sources. They don't they don't build up a big midden the way red squirrels do. Red squirrels build up a big pile of food, and then they are very protective of the territory around that pile of food. It, 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 think of when you were a kid and you uh, went out and gathered Halloween candy. I, I had six brothers and sisters. I kept my candy pretty close. I didn't sleep with it under my pillow because I learned a lesson doing that one time, but... Uh, uh, I will tell you that I, I knew where that bag was and I knew who was near it. And, and anybody that got too close got scolded or scared off. And uh, the red squirrels are the same way. But the gray squirrels are like, hey, you got a bag of candy? I got a bag of candy. Let's share. Let's just eat. And so they they show up in great numbers and they tolerate one another quite uh, quite easily. But red squirrels, mm, not so much. They're uh, They're a lot more like me. They're kind of protective of their food sources. So. Keep an eye out for that kind of behavior while you're looking around. That's our student phenology reports for this week. If you're a teacher and would like to get started with phenology, spring is a wonderful time. Get in touch with us here at KAXE. You can send a note to me at jlatimer, J-L-A-T-I-M-E-R, dot or, or at kaxe.org. 
You can also send notes to comments at kaxe.org. And if you send those with uh, phenology in the uh, subject line, uh, I will be sure to see them. And we will work to get you as a teacher started with phenology. And you could be a homeschool teacher. I, I, we really don't care. We just want to get kids outside looking at nature. And uh, if we can help you do that, we will gladly do so.